0: All right. Welcome to a very special video segment here. We have Coach Norv Turner here, a very special guest. But Coach, I don't even think you're a guest. You're here in our uh, command center. You're not usually here on Sundays. You got other things going on. But Coach Turner is an investor and really on the advisory board and part of Sports Injury Central. Look, he's even got the shirt on here. And we rely on him, so we do the injury analysis, and we rely on Coach and others to help with the algorithms, like the effect of cluster injuries and the percentages and so forth, and how football works from a football perspective. So our scores, injury scores are our scores, but the six score takes into effect things like cluster injuries. So I'll start off by asking you, O line clusters are one of the things that have made us hit very well with the picks and so forth. And not naming names, and because I know you have friends throughout the league, and we don't want we deal in insider knowledge, not inside information. But let's take the Rams for example. They're clearly struggling on the offensive line. They're they're on center three, right guard three, left guard two, and now they lose Noteboom, who's Left tackle one. You could argue left tackle two. They never replaced fully replaced Whitworth in a bye week, which the Rams
1: have. Can you even fix those problems? How do you even go about it? I, I really, you know, the problem is where the replacements coming from uh, is. Some, are some of the guys that are out? Are you going to get them back pretty soon? Can you can you piecemeal it and and hang on? Uh, you know, my last year with the Chargers, you know what happened. We we lost three or four starters. We lost the left tackle. Uh, and Phillip was a guy that needed to be protected. He wasn't going to take off and scramble and move. And there's teams now that remind me of that that situation we were in. And obviously the Rams were one of them. And you saw it early in the season. And then you saw it as the season went on. And uh, Stafford's a guy that, that needs to be protected. He, he's not going to... and. and- Sustain and and, and and up the middle. It's no one question. thing
0: if the left tackle gets beat and he can step up and throw the ball, but if the pressure is coming up the middle, that's even harder for an immobile quarterback. Right? We know that about Brady. We know yeah. that about others. And we've seen like Daryl Henderson this last week almost look like a personal protector lining up in front of Stafford. You no know, question. And, 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 and I, I
1: was uh, I went to the Thursday night Washington Chicago game and I know a lot about Washington uh, obviously with, with my son there and, and Coach Rivera, but uh, I'm not giving away any secrets. They, they're they going through three centers, they're on their fourth they've gone through three right guards two right tackles uh, first of all the continuity in the offensive line, we know how important it is and then the ability to perform. Uh, you know they played Tennessee and and that defensive tackle 98, you guys should give me his name I know you're all over it uh, I mean, they moved him around and got the great matchup. Uh, and then I went to the Charger game on Monday night and when you see it in person and they've had so many injuries in the offensive line and, uh, you know, Herbert running for his life throughout a lot of the game and uh, he's unbelievable. He keep he Another guy might have been sacked six or seven times. He avoids those sacks, but you don't get any continuity. You don't get any rhythm on offense. Uh, The quarterback needs a running game uh, to help him getting those situations that that are prime situations. And uh, you know, if your offensive line can't protect, you're struggling. No question. The the Rams were
0: without uh, Rashawn Slater, left tackle Corey Lindsley. Pro Bowler, food poisoning, and then all of a sudden the whole line fell apart. And as we mentioned before,
1: fifty-seven passes for like three some yards average. I mean, that that's uh, pretty amazing when you have a guy like Herbert and their they their their normal yards uh, targets target yards is low anyway but then when you have protection problems and you have, you know they're not going to get a lot of yards per attempt and Herbert his strength is being able to throw that ball up the field I think another injury that we all know Keenan Allen is his guy and right. I think they would be a lot different with Keenan Allen uh, but the combination of the protection problems and then Keenan being out it's it's a tough combination
0: yeah, especially when Sertain locks down Mike Williams, so you don't even have that option, uh, you know. There, so the way I interpreted Coach Turner, we go back a long ways, and and he's he's always a nice guy, very very uh, words things the right way. So the answer to that question that I asked, I believe, is a bye week isn't going to help you fix much unless you you can use the bye to get somebody back. The only one that might come back is the center, coming off a knee scope, and he's been slow. The right guard broke his leg, is out for the season, and they're down to right guard three. They're on center three. They could get center one back, and that could help. (laughs) The left guard is on IR with concussion, so we will definitely be out. And Noteboom tore his Achilles and is definitely out. So, the only chance for help with the Rams is at the center position. Otherwise, unless they're picking up someone who's on the couch or from the practice squad, there's not a lot of help coming other than the center, Brian, uh, uh, Allen, the center, coming back from the scope. And that's not a guarantee.
1: Yeah, and everyone says, well, you got to buy, you got some time, you can put some new schemes in, you can chip that you can ha- have a tight end help. You you there's things that all offensive coaches know you can do, but those things dry up pretty fast and it doesn't take long for a defenses to figure out what you're doing too, and they adjust on the move. And you can do some things to piecemeal and help it for a few plays, or maybe for half a game. Uh, but it's okay. It comes down to personnel. So,
0: coach, let's go to the second topic here. It dovetails well from what what you can do with offensive line cluster injuries. Let's say you make a trade in season to help the offensive line, or let's talk about midseason trades. For example, um, Robbie Anderson comes to Arizona, uh, or not even a trade, DeAndre Hopkins Olson is activated, or if Cam Akers is traded, or CMC. How hard is it to acclimate a guy, whether it's an offensive lineman, or a Robbie Anderson, or you name it, in a mid-season trade? Like, for example, Robbie Anderson got traded, we're recording this on Wednesday. Is he playing on Thursday? And
1: and if he does, can you ever you can get him to do anything? You know, uh, to me, it depends on the guy. And there's some guys that come in and they they don't get caught up in oh God, I got to learn a whole new system. Uh, you you give them a, a set of plays, they're they're comfortable, they know how to play, uh, and they they move in and and are fine. Uh, you have a you have a small little package for them. Uh, but some guys, uh, it takes time. And, and that's the problem we talked about. Back to the offensive line. It, those guys are in there and working together with your playing guard, Carter. you're working with left it's, tackle, you're working with a center. You see now all these teams running three-man games because they know there's a guy in there who hasn't worked with a guard. So I think, I think the secondary and the offensive line are the toughest place, places to really get a trade and then have a guy have an impact. So for a wide
0: receiver, you could see a package of plays. Okay, we're only going to call these six plays for you and, and we're going to run them a couple times and you can do no, something. No but the question. offensive line is a different I'll story. give
1: you an example because you'll remember it. Uh, he'd had the bad knee injury. Uh, Alexander Don, he he was he played at Missouri, played at St. Louis. We, he was a free agent. He was on the street. We signed him in 2012, and he ended up catching 60 balls in, in, in the last seven games and had a 16-yard average, and he became Phillip's go-to guy. Uh, but he was on the street because he had a severe injury, and then when he came in, he, we gave him, hey, these are your routes. Here's the adjustments. Don't worry about the play. We'll put the other guys. Philip could t- tell him what to do in the huddle. It was a unique situation, but, you know, those things happen.
0: All right, so – Talk about adjustments and playing together. Uh, Taylor, what was the game I was mad at you, the Colts Thursday night against... um, Broncos. Broncos. When the Colts played the Broncos on Thursday night, we did the six scores, we did the team stuff, we did the algorithm, and I said, easy money, the Colts are going to win by a lot, just looking at the injuries. And we get to the game, on a Thursday, mind you, and the entire offensive line is shuffled. And I'm calling Taylor going, what happened? What injuries did you miss? I (laughs) I mean, like, how are we so wrong on what's happening here? And the offensive line was horrific. But to your point, I was shocked they did that on a short week. I get it. Maybe their line wasn't doing well. but. To do that on a short week is very, very difficult. You know, but, put in a rookie like it and, and whatever. Maybe that are the reasons. But I, at first I was mad at Taylor because I said, like, you're missing injuries. Yeah, What's going the, on the, here? Hey, something well, had to happen. But, no, We did. We still... Won that, okay, yeah. <laughs> but by, but it uh, wasn't that
1: comfortable. Uh, by, uh, yeah, I, I remember the game. It was No one knew who was going to win. It, it yeah, didn't look we, like anyone was going to we, win. We won, we won and covered, but it, we were sweating it. And I was, But at least it wasn't Taylor's fault. But it speaks to your point on a, on a short week. Well, that's like the end of the Washington-Chicago game. I'm sitting in the end zone in a, and we're in a suite and looking down and you know, they they miss Washington, misses a field goal late in the game, and I'm going, uh oh. And then he, uh, Fields breaks the long run, and they're on a four, and I'm going, this can't be happening, you know. And then all of a sudden, Washington wins, and when it's over, you're saying, oh, that was easy, you know, let's move on. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, Coach, uh, you, you're really helpful for us for the algorithms and your insight into football, I and mean, we just do injuries. Let's chat for a minute on quarterbacks. Now, You've had a lot of great quarterbacks in your time from Troy Aikman on to Philip Rivers and that's almost a different story when you have those guys. And Philip never got hurt, so there was no quarterback carousel or no, that I take
1: it back. You yeah, know he got hurt. But we know I the mean, story. Torn ACLs and he you know would, but, but he, he would, talk would play about through. the most dependable guy in terms of being able to play every week and play through Tough situations, uh, nobody just, better. And
0: just for the record, I've told this story before, but since you're here right now, after Philip tore his ACL in the final game at the RCA Dome, and we won, and we're headed to the AFC Championship game against New England, we met, we knew he had an ACL tear, We, he said he wanted to play. We met. You, me, Philip, and the head athletic trainer, and you explicitly said, Philip, we've got this. Take care of your knee. Billy Volick will take care of this and rest it. And the biggest fallacy I always tell people is it's always like, oh, the team, the owner, the coach forcing you to get a, a player back. It's really not that been that way, at least in my experience. That was a very clear incidence of the only person forcing me to get him back was Philip himself and willing to take some risk in the knee scope. You were saying that ownership never said anything to me. The GM never said anything to me. They know we're just going to do what's right. You're the one in front of Philip said, no, no, no. You take care
1: of yourself. We'll, we'll handle this. And... The information. I mean, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't. You have to be smart as the coach. It wasn't because Philip wanted to play so bad. We played him. The information we got was he's going to have surgery when the game when we're done playing, and he's not going to. He can't you know, chances are he's not gonna yeah. injure this to a more further to a further degree. And he had such a command of our team and he actually uh, the one interception he thrown through, if you go back and look at it, was a leg whip uh, on, on the play, and it should have been a penalty, and we should have had the ball first and ten. And, yeah. you know, you can't go back and, and change those. But uh, he, he competed and, and played good in the and, game.
0: And to be fair, we did the scope right after, you know, we made that decision, and he played six days later. But, Philip, we love you, but he's not the most mobile guy in the world. No. So if we could get away with that a little bit there, yep. uh, you know, if he's not it, 100% the, the only the... issue
1: was it's, it's – uh, you get in those situations, and and we were inside the. It, it, unfortunately, we got to the ten, or our, our first and goals were on the ten, on the eight, that type of thing, and they were not going. They weren't worried about Philip running anywhere. So when they got to pass situations, they they dropped everyone in the end zone and. Yeah, and, and there's another piece of this. I don't know that I've ever told you the score story, but I think it's worth telling. And it's a
0: little. We don't have a script, but it wasn't the plan. But it's always fun to just chat. Remember, the Patriots were undefeated that year leading up to that point in time. And we were not undefeated to start the season. And I remember Junior, Junior Seau, coming back on a bye week, and they were undefeated. And obviously, he was playing with the Patriots at the time. And playing well. Playing well. And, and we talked at his restaurant, and I said, look, buddy, go get your Super Bowl. Go get your ring. I said, I said, my goal at this point, because we weren't doing that well, is let's just make the playoffs yeah. and see what happens. And his goal is to win the Super Bowl. They weren't defeated. So after the game, and, you know, a lot happened that game, AFC Championship, whatever, and we were really banged up from LT to Gates to, like, we had seven Pro Bowlers injured that game, whatever. It is yeah. what it is. They win, and remember, the key play was third down, I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> right. On the right side over there. Yeah. And Junior shot the gap, right? And uh, 50 power, you know, Michael Turner stopped us, kicked the field goal, the
1: Newton came scored, and, and the game was down, over. And, and the, the biggest thing on the play, uh, w- there's a double team where there's someone assigned for Junior. Junior's been running through that gap. Uh, since he was eight years old, probably, uh, and if if we if we come off and get junior, there is no one out in front of Michael Turner. It's a walk into the corner of the end zone, well, and and that's football, and that's uh, I, I did, you know those I plays did, happen. I did ask
0: on the plane ride home, and I'm not going to say any names. I asked one of the offensive linemen. All I said was, "What happened on that play?" And I didn't even have to specify the play. Okay. And he said uh, he wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah, that's Junior's well, that's career. Junior, right? no <laughs> that's Junior's career. Like, like, you know this. He would study. One of the best things is his locker at the Hall of Fame, right? He would have that end locker. He'd have all those plays up there. And I remember asking Junior this once, buddy, you know, why do you jump off sides? People say, give you some criticism. Really. Yeah. He goes, look, I'm not trying to tackle a guy for a two-yard gain. I'm trying to change the game. So if there's a, in some ways, like doubling down in blackjack, when something is to your advantage, you push all in and you go for it. And there, he's like, they're going to run 50 power. I'm just going to, I know I'm not supposed to be here, but I'm going to shoot the gap and do it.
1: And he did. It's great players, and they've been doing it forever. And and the guy that we always had to play against, uh, Troy and. In- Pittsburgh, Pal, I can't. Oh, uh, Palomalo, list. yeah, Palomalo. I mean, he he drove people crazy because he had a he had a free reign, and he could go any gap he wanted to, and he could time out the quarterback's cadence, and he he, he was a nightmare. And he he every once in a while, he may give up a play, but he made a lot of plays doing that.
0: So the follow up on that story is, game's over, and there's a lot of fanfare. I did get a chance to give Junior a quick hug. And I said to him, June, as a buddy, remember our, when you were back with the bye week? He said, yeah. I said, I got my dream for the season. We made the playoffs. Yeah. You go get yours. Win that Super Bowl, right? And he looked at me and he said, aloha and I was like I didn't even know what that meant and I walked off the field and then I figured it out this is how quick juniors he was saying enjoy the
1: pro bowl yeah <laughs> that that, that right? was that was, <laughs> that was when the pro bowl was after the super right. bowl and if you if you were in the championship game you, you would went get, and, you get to go to the pro and, bowl and, it, the, and we uh, we had beaten indianapolis and in, Sprawls had caught all those screen passes, yeah. and Legator and Nene had a big screen pass, and we hit like five screen passes against them. And we go to coach the Pro Bowl, and I'm—I didn't do it very often, but I'm on the treadmill, and I look over, and next to me is is Peyton Manning, who we had beaten in the in the divisional round to go to the, to the championship game, and Peyton looks over at me and says. Are we going to run any of those screens you guys ran against us in the Pro Bowl? <laughs> I said we'll have a few. <laughs> yeah,
0: we could get into some some uh, Peyton stories. That Pro Bowl was uh, interesting. I mean, uh, uh, my my wife who went with me like three day four days later, she walking by the pool by herself ran at Peyton, and Peyton said her name and like it, like. That was her boyfriend from then, from then on. That guy's amazing. But the follow-up of the final story, he says, "Loha Jr. I don't even know what that means, and I figure it out yeah. when I'm on the bus. We're on the bus in somber, and I texted Jr., congratulations. And I said, but why does your signature play have to be against the Chargers? And he texted back saying, I think you're right. That is my signature play. I mean, it was a run stop that he shot the gap on. And he's like, that's what he's about, changing the game. Change the game, yeah. And uh, so he actually agreed by text uh, on that. All right, so enough sidetracking. So let's chat a minute here, okay, on quarterbacks. We talked about Philip. That's how we got off on the sidetrack here. This week, seven teams will have a quarterback carousel. We talked about it earlier in the week. We did not call you on it because one of the carousels involved Washington commanders, and we would never do that to you with your son Scott being the offensive coordinator. But it's pretty clear that Wentz wasn't going to play, and now it's going to be Taylor Haneke, et etc. So that's one of them. But Dak Prescott, we talked earlier, it's not just about being able to spin the ball and play and throw accurately. You have to be able to follow through and not risk refracture because they can't afford to lose him for another six weeks. But it's also about ball security, like when you get sacked and you know, stripping the ball and and whatever. So the, all that and six weeks of what we said, he's going to return. We we know Dak's going to be fine and play. But what about other quarterbacks? For example, uh, Tua coming back from his concussion just one week of practice they he cleared for the game they didn't play him mac jones bailey zappi he's not 100% how's that decision going to work or even in look you know, thursday night game dalton winston whichever one's healthy we think it's going to be dalton will start but even in carolina baker mayfield finished the game with a high ankle sprain Played two and a half quarters. And then the next week it was PJ Walker and obviously they fired their coach and it was a lot of turmoil. This week, who's the quarterback? They could go back to Baker Mayfield. PJ Walker didn't do much of anything. They named PJ the starter for this. Oh, they did already. Okay. Well, that's my other question. Sam Darnold just got activated off injured off of injured reserve to this practice window. Could you, is it even conceivable that you can get? How long does it take to get a quarterback ready after you come back? Uh, yeah, you
1: know when it's a guy who's, uh, you know, let's talk about uh, the guy who's a long-term starter like Dak. Uh, it's not, it's, it's not a big change. And sometimes those guys come in and have really big games because they're fresh. They've been seeing it from the sideline. They're they're anxious to go play. Uh, you know, depending on where your team is, the matchup. I know. Dallas is another team that's struggled with some O-line problems. Uh, my my feeling is sometimes these guys, and we went through it with Kyle Allen my last year uh, when Cam got hurt my last year in Carolina. Some of these guys come in and they play pretty good for three or four weeks. Uh, I think uh, Dallas is a good example. But de- defense is start getting a feel for them and understand them and all of a sudden they they can't do what they do best. They have to be able to play a complete game. And we were five and one with Kyle and then it just kinda he struggled from that point on and people, you know, pressured him a little bit more, changed up coverages a little better. Uh and I think you see that. So everyone gets excited when a guy comes in and has the two or three games. I, I know uh after uh, in Dallas, they were saying, "Well, can this guy beat out Dak?" Or, or they, should they go back? While well, four weeks later, you know, fourth week into it, you're saying, "Well, he's done a great job keeping us in this thing, but it's time we need to we need to make that move." Uh, so I never get I never get that. I learned from Ernie Zampisi, I never get that excited when a young guy goes in and has two or three games because it's a it's a Long process. Uh, New England has an interesting deal because I like uh, the, with the funny name, Zappy, you know? Zappy. Zappy. I like him. Uh, and he's given him a spark. So now you're kind of.
0: Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe wait Mac until you're 100%. Yeah, Normally, yeah. if Zappi's not doing well, 80%, let's go. Yeah. Now let's wait till you're 100. 85 to 90 right now. Yeah, well, in his eyes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? That's and, the translation. Coach, I'm good enough to play. I'm lobbying to play. But if you sit me, I have – I say face. I'm not 100%, right? I mean uh, – but if a player says he's 85 to 90, he's about 70.
1: Well, and right? we, I mean. we, we, we all know now, you know, we all have good memories, and, and Bledsoe sprained his ankle, and young Brady went oh, yeah. in there, and all of a sudden uh, he's he continued to play and play and play for like 20 two years. So, I mean, I, it'll be interesting well, to see what uh, Coach Belichick does.
0: Two things, uh, I think he's going to go zappy at least one more week and I'm see, with you. right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's look at Tyrod Taylor with the LA Chargers. Justin Herbert comes in, surprised of the ribs, and the head coach at the time, Anthony Lynn, says, nope, Tyrod Taylor's a starter. Tyrod Taylor's a starter. As soon as he's healthy, he's a starter. That's my guy. Two weeks into it, Herbert's playing pretty good, Tyrod, take your time. We don't want you to get hurt again. Four plus weeks into it, four good games, five good games, uh, you don't have your job anymore, right? I mean, that's just the way it works. And that's football. you know. That's That's football. And part of it, too, is what I think for quarterbacks, a simple analogy is it's baseball season, right? So it's Padres, and we're all caught up in the National League Championship Series. But how many times in baseball, guys, do you see that double-A or triple-A pitcher come up? And he looks great until the third time the batter sees him, yeah. right in the fifth inning. Or even if he has one or two good starts, by the third and fourth start, like uh, yeah, they've got film on you in the book and what you throw, and and now they are ready for you. No more surprises. Well, it's, right? It's very That's similar, part of it.
1: It's very similar to what we're talking about. But at the, but the other thing, exposition. there's
0: one and one other thing that I think is a big deal for me as a doctor, there's a physical side and there's a mental side. I think there's a tremendous amount of mental fatigue when you're the starting quarterback, and especially when you're the new starting quarterback, because Sure, you're studying, you're keeping up, but you're like, you're one play away, everyone knows that, but it's almost a relaxed nature. Like this is, you're studying for the practice test, but now you know you're studying for the real test and you study like crazy the first week and you're successful and you take half a breath and you gotta do it again and you have to do it again. And you know, different guys, you might do it for one week, two weeks, you might do it for four
1: weeks, but by that fifth week, you're exhausted, it, mentally it, exhausted, right? I mean, it mounts up on you. and There's no question, and it—that's it, uh, why i was talking like with a guy like Kyle Allen, and and not only that, you know, uh, people always say when they—I um, mean, I laugh. Let Russ cook. You know, we've heard that forever and so when, when you're coaching good, you're doing what guys do best, and you keep giving them the opportunity to do those things. Well. If if you're not a complete player, the defense figures out what you're doing best. Now you got to find some other things to do, and sometimes you're not very good at them, or the quarterback isn't very good at them, or it's not something you're comfortable him running. So uh, it people people always say, well, open it up. We got to open it up. Yeah, open it up, and the guy throws four interceptions, and you have no chance. You know, so right. You, coaches have to find a way to you know manage that part of it and. Play special teams and play defense and find a way to give the quarterback the best opportunity to be successful.
0: No, absolutely. Well, we could talk for a long time here. We got a couple of good snippets here, and we went off, uh, Coach Turner. It's a pleasure to uh, be your friend, but it's so, such a pleasure to have you part of Sports Injury Central Six Score as an advisory board member. I, look, the, well, I
1: look at it. I look at it every week, and I'm amazed uh, because there's, there's such great information and and uh, track record's pretty good right now.
0: Yeah, well, the, a lot of it is because the algorithms that you participate in, right? Because we just do the injury scoring, but in terms of how to grade it, how to do the clusters and apply what's going on, it's not just me looking at injuries or our panel of doctors looking at injuries and saying, this is what's going to happen. It's There's a football component to it. Uh, I, we always say that the same injury on the same player is a different situation, right? And uh, it, it, whether the type of running back you are or wide receiver Receiver, the type of player you are, or back to the Philip Rivers example. No offense to Lamar Jackson, but. Lamar Jackson has that. He's not playing. He's just a different guy, right? Different kind of guy. And even pocket guys, if you're not Phillip Rivers or Tom Brady or whatever, without that full week of practice, I mean, uh, you're putting the the second string guy in because that first full week of practice is so important. A guy like Phillip or certain guys, they don't need that full week of practice. They know what to do. So that's what we do. We don't treat every injury the same. Every MCL is not the same. And then we apply the football algorithms that Help us and with.
1: the thing I love about it is not only the the injuries you have uh, that that are that are taken away or, or hampering a team, but then the weekly matchup. So you have a left tackle who's hurt, and the backup's in there, and you have a great rusher against him. That compounds it as compared to maybe. A lesser guy, or, or it's like sure. I who's would the, say it's is? like Kansas City the other day with those DBs out. The last team you want to be playing is Buffalo with their passing game. So that you know, uh, Kansas City could have probably got by against a team that doesn't throw the ball that well. Uh, it's just so happens they were playing Buffalo. Yeah,
0: and and as we say is also you know in terms of clusters like okay everyone can know the quarterback or the star rusher or the left tackle's out, but if the right tackle's out too, how do you shift protection and which side do you chip on? You run out of people. So yeah. so there's where the clusters or like the Rams we talked about when it's three interior alignment. Who are you helping? I mean you you run out of bodies in it's terms of playing together. It is complicated. George, to help on that side. Yeah, on paper, Kittle should have had a great game. But in the the fact was that he didn't go out into the pass pattern because he was always blocking. Same thing with Higby in the second half of the yeah. game. He, no didn't out, no he didn't go out. He didn't go out. He was blocking the whole time because he, they needed him yeah. to, to hold
1: down the fort there. Uh, and the problem is now all of a sudden you have people helping and tight ends and all that. And the defense says, okay, they're going to keep all these guys in helping. We're going to double the two outside guys. You know, pretty soon there's nowhere to throw the
0: ball. Or be more exotic in our blitzes because we know you're not going to hit the pattern, (laughs) you know. So we got an extra body to to throw at it. So before it was like, okay, they've got someone covering Kittle or Higby and they're staying in. So now you've improved your odds but if they know you're staying in and that guy comes too you got yeah. the odds back to where you started uh, in terms of the numbers game coach uh, always great and uh, thank you for all your help and uh, advice on the football side of things and always good to uh, have you in the command center we've got to have you come one Sunday but you're always traveling and yeah. doing well we've things. been but
1: I'm we're home now and and uh, one of these times when Washington has a Monday night game we'll be in and, that's and true yeah yeah
0: with <laughs> sounds good thanks coach okay. all right